So, as you may heard, my name is uh, Stephen Cataldi. I'm the owner of Café Cataldi, um, a French microrostery in Brittany, and uh, today I will talk uh, to you about uh, my uh, 16 years uh, journey uh, into coffee. But uh, first of all, uh, let's take a little bit of uh, background here. I come from uh, an Italian family, as my name uh, <laughs> may think about it. Um, and um, on Sundays, we always had uh, mochi, mocha pots on the table with uh, pie. And I always wanted to drink the coffee that was on that mocha pot, but I was not allowed because I was too young. So I think some kind of uh, frustration grown me at that moment. I remember that uh, I was uh, taking the empty bags of coffee from uh, the kitchen and put it in my bedroom just to have the, the order of the coffee for a few days. And uh, later on, uh, when I grew up with my brothers, um, we wanted to figure out uh, how we, we were, every year we were going in vacation in Italy, actually in Tolentino, where Simonelli <laughs> machines are produced. And uh, we were thinking, how come that we have the same machinery? Because one of my brother had, uh, had, uh, has a restaurant, so we have the coffee machine to group the, the the grinder, but we couldn't make the same espresso that we have in Italy. We had in Italy. At the same time, I started working in the internet business. Uh, first, uh, ISPs in France, and I had early access. I was an early adopter, uh, adopter of uh, internet, and we had uh, early access uh, to. Uh, so I had early access to internet, and I started looking for uh, pages about coffee, how to do good espresso, and I discovered the whole new world. Uh, the first page we had at that time, remember, Google was didn't even exist at that time, <laughs> or was just beginning. So it was a nightmare to find nightmare to find something. But we had Sweet Maria. That's uh, I think I, I learned a lot uh, reading, and I think I read there was a lot of uh, pages on Sweet Maria's website, but uh, I read a lot <laughs> all of them, and a forum an English forum, UK-based, with a uh, name was uh, Too Much Coffee. <laughs> and yes, I was uh, talking uh, quite often with Steve and a lot of uh, really interesting people uh, at that time. But at this point, I was trapped. Uh, when you start to, to get interest into coffee, it's a never-ending story and uh, one thing leading to another. I ended up uh, buying a non-roster uh, uh, coffee machine because Sweet Maria really encourage people to home roasts and some green bees to a new UK, uh, new UK based uh, roastery. Um, name is Has Been. I don't know if you if you know, but uh, it was uh, at that time it was really difficult to order online <laughs> if you remember. <laughs> that was, yeah. We are kind of dinosaurs, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So during eight years, I roasted my own beans in my kitchen. Um, first with that, I don't remember the name, that uh, air uh, roaster, like, uh, but yeah, yeah. And uh, in the end, uh, with a hot top, um, uh, but uh, I wanted to do something. Uh, I was really interested in coffee. I liked what I did, and I understood that what I did was 
Assault was better because even my friends who came over to my place saying and who loved coffee said that it was a better coffee than what they could find in Paris because I was living near Paris at that, uh, at that moment. So um, I was I wanted to do something, but Assault in Paris would be very difficult because the, the, the rent place was a nightmare and I I wasn't really sure what to do yet, but uh, and and. My work, uh, I, I really liked my, liked my work uh, in an in ISP internet service provider. So life went on for uh, eight years like that. But the market of the ISP concentrated. And in the end, after 10 years working in it, I finally was fired and was ready. <laughs> I discovered uh, Brittany and this kind of mix. Uh, made me think that it was the right time to start something uh, and follow my, my dream. So this is me working my magic with uh, this machine and I, I almost, I think three or four times I, I burned myself to third degree because the boiler here were, had no protection so I can, as soon as you touch it, you a really nice mark. <laughs> um, Okay, working in the coffee work is nice, but to do what? Uh, when you discover coffee, you discover the, the, at the time it was mainly espresso machine, so you discover espresso machine, grinders, you know, learn a lot of things. You say, yeah, yeah, I should sell this machine. It's, it's the right way to do that. But I wasn't really a technician. I didn't know how it works inside. <laughs> and I'm not really manual. So in the end, what I really liked was roasting coffee. So I went, uh, I went on, and um, and uh, I saw that uh, I think, and I was sure at the same time, I, it was impossible to find freshly uh, roasted good beans in Paris. I, I tried several roasteries. Maybe some beans were good, but the, the the way they were stored, the way they were roasted. Uh, was not fresh or it has suffered from temperature, from oxidation, from everything that, that can oxidate the beans. So I said, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to roast and uh, deliver fresh coffee, uh, freshly roasted coffee to people. Um, as I was, uh, I was coming from the internet world, I knew how to run web run to deal with web servers and run internet applications. So I decided uh, to sell online, which was really a better idea than opening a coffee shop in a town with 2,000 uh, inhabitants. So <laughs> yeah, the market was the French market, uh, the world friend, so it was a lot easier. And it's really important that uh, you make some choice, uh, the choice some choices to, um, and uh, you think of what you want to do and what you don't want to do uh, because that's really important. If you start to say, well, I'll see later when I start, then you, you're going to be lost. So yeah, um, um, I started, uh, when I started roasting, I was, for example, the first uh, roaster in France to put the, the dates, uh, the roasting dates on the label which is, even today, it's still really difficult to have in France. We are only a few here to, to make that. So, 
then it was I needed to okay I wanted to roast so I roaster and everything and I didn't even know where to look for that. It took me more than one year just to transform my garage into a roastery. <laughs> and the guy who was uh, dealing with the transformation had some kind of heart attack, so we, I had delay, it was a nightmare. Then uh, I had to wait for the roaster for uh, I don't know how many <laughs> weeks. I had to try to plug it and I wanted to do it myself because I didn't know at that time that it was uh, easy to plug to, to gas. Uh, I thought it was some kind of mystery machine and, uh, and so um, it took me a lot of time to simply plug it to, to gas. <laughs> um, took time to find the green beans, the bad, the card boxes, etc. Um, and it's even more uh, difficult when you want to, when you don't know uh, and at that time it was the, on the, it's not like today if you want to look for uh, bags, put coffee in it, you go on the web and it's, you find a lot of wholesale uh, sellers, it's really easy. At that time, it was 2007, 2008, it was not that easy. So it took me a lot of time and, um, and, um, and especially when you look for quality products, because of course you could find some bags made of uh, paper that lets uh, water in, uh, humidity, uh, air, etc. And so for me, it was, uh, it was not uh, the way to, to do it. I was a little bit uh, like him. <laughs> so um, in terms of, uh, <laughs> no, I, mean, I really was like him. <laughs> um, in terms of uh, machinery, the main question was uh, what to take as a first roaster. So, uh, first idea, okay, I have a hot top, 300 grams of coffee per hour, perfect productivity. <laughs> so, yeah, no, seriously, no. I went for a one kilo roaster, <laughs> which uh, made me may seem crazy, but at that time I think it was the good decision because I didn't know where I was going. I mean, uh, the, the, the market, uh, I didn't know if it really existed and I knew that I didn't have enough money to make a lot of, and I'm not a really commercial marketing guy, so uh, I didn't have a lot of money to put on that. So I, I knew that I, had, I would have a, a, a slow start and so using a one kilo roster, I was thinking, okay, uh, at least I'm I hope that uh, when I roast one kilo of coffee, so four bags, I will be able to sell it in, uh, in a week. <laughs> at the start, it was uh, <laughs> difficult, but yeah, uh, I did that. And at the same time, I, I got uh, a sample roaster, something that even today, we have a lot of uh, roaster in front that uh, they don't use that. And a lot of them still don't, uh, don't even cup the, the coffee to, to select them. Uh, I, had a, I have a friend who told me that there is a really well-known Brittany uh, roaster, uh, really conventional, big, uh, big volume, etc. Like fourth generation of roaster. And uh, it was only this summer that he, for the first time, he kept the coffee. That's, when you think about it, it's quite crazy. It's like that. <laughs> That's our market. Um, 
when you start your business, uh, it's easy to, to get lost in the flow of things that you could do. So it's important that, uh, I really consider it's important that you stick to your idea. If you uh, really thought about it before, you took your time, you have to stick uh, to, to your idea. Because if you get lost, uh, if you start to do one thing, another thing, then, oh yeah, I could do that and this, in the end you, you get lost and you do nothing good. And you have to think about uh, your, the time you can use and the, 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 your, your capacity, both in terms of time and money. Because if you, if you go, you make a big thing, spend a lot of money, have a big loan, then you work just to reimburse your loan. That's, I think, it's really difficult. Especially today, maybe it's simple, but at that time, there was no specialty coffee in France. So I think uh, going the low-key way was the, 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 good, uh, the good way of doing things. So of course, um, being countryside and, uh, and not making a lot of marketing, like I said, uh, I had a slow start and a slow, slow growth uh, in the beginning. And uh, when I started to go to uh, um, uh, reunion, things like that, where there are other roasters, more installed, like I said, uh, fourth generation, huh? I said, okay, I roast on a one kilo roster and I... I produce like 10, 15 kilos a week, 20 kilos. <laughs> they are looking at me and saying, no, 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 you're doing this wrong. You have to sell low-grade coffee. And with the money that you get from this low-grade coffee, then you buy a few things, a, a few good bags, and you take some pleasure by selling this card. But what's the pleasure in that? I mean, what's the pleasure in ripping off people because you say, you know that you sell them bad coffee? And then how can you look at yourself in the mirror in the morning? So no, for me, it wasn't. Uh, I didn't want uh, to do that. And uh, people in the conventional, uh, for me, people in conventional world, they just, for me, it's not coffee. Uh, and I'm not even talking about robusta. When you drink low-grade uh, arabica, badly roasted, badly managed in terms of uh, freshness, etc., it's just not. It's it's not good. And it's. When, when you get someone who likes, who thinks likes coffee and drink a specialty uh, coffee for the first time, they often tell you, oh, I didn't know what was coffee until today. So that proves that what they were drinking before was just not coffee. So, uh, <clears throat> of course, uh, uh, high quality has a higher price and it's more difficult. But in terms of competitors, uh, you only uh, you, you don't have to, to worry about this kind of guys. The only competitors you have are the ones who, who can uh, can compare on quality. We are not saying on the plane. On I, I don't think we are playing on the same league on the same league, and they don't understand us. Of course, I'm not saying that you must stay rock. You must evolve. That's I mean. Evolution is what made us here. And when you start roasting and you work, eh, you learn a lot of things. So you, you evolve on that. When I started in November 2008, I wasn't that much into the knowledge of the coffee. I knew I wanted to make good coffee. I knew that the coffee I was buying from Asbin was good and from other places sometimes. But I didn't really understand what was beyond that. So uh, when I first bought my coffee, uh, I go, I went for traceability. So I looked what uh, 
where was it coming from and uh, was the story behind it was fine. So for example, I started to sell uh, Monson Balabar. I don't know if many of you uh, tried this coffee, but okay, it's not, <laughs> at least you can say that it's not specialty. But uh, it was working, for example, this coffee was working very well. At some point, it had gone to be to being the, the uh, half of my cell because uh, it's quite difficult coffee to roast. So I was trying to make it correctly and for the customer, it was quite easy to extract. It's big bodied, low key acidity, with like this amount of crema on top. So they were going a lot of time after it. But at some point I realized that when I understood what was specialty coffee, because I didn't, when I started, I didn't even know what was specialty coffee. I didn't know the name. So uh, uh, at some point I had to, to, I said, okay, now I understand this coffee is not good, but I still selling it. It's half of my sales. What do I do? I could have gone the easy way. Means, yeah, continue to sell it. Just like the conventional guy said, yeah, go with low-grade low coffee and then uh, have some pleasure with the high quality. But if you do that, then your customer don't evolve. Uh, they stay with this kind of coffee and it's, I think it's a problem we are here to help them grow with you. So I stopped it and I, at, at, uh, at this time uh, only uh, about uh, when I cupped the coffee and I liked it and uh, only went for what today everybody can call uh, specialty coffee. Around the same time I uh, started to use Grain Pro bags this made a huge difference uh, because the cafe, the green coffee was uh, keeping its freshness very well. Um, I was one of the first uh, in France to use that. I was the first, for example, to sell a cup of excellence. And it was, uh, people liked it because they make the difference. When they get the palate to, to, to taste the, the specialty uh, coffee, they don't go back and they appreciate, even if it's a little bit, sometimes even a lot more uh, costly, they go for it, they follow you. And uh, even the, low, the knowledge in the coffee world evolved at that time. Uh, when I started, coffee was full of dogmas. I mean, at some point it still is, but uh, at that time yeah, it was really, nothing was scientifically proved. Everybody was giving his, uh, his uh, advice but with no scientifically uh, knowledge behind it. So even that changed, so um, roast profile change, conditioning change, green processes change and it's a continuous evolution. I mean this year I don't know who, if a lot of you went to uh, to the Bros Cup uh, in um, Godborg, everybody has his water. His own engineering water, it's crazy when you think about it. And it makes such a big difference in the cup. Uh, and when you evolve, uh, of course, uh, you evolve in terms of, uh, of uh, volume too. And uh, I had to decide whether, uh, where to go. Uh, 15 kilo roster was the financial logic because you can uh, manage uh, a lot more volumes. Uh, you can go down to five kilo if you want uh, to roast, but I really thought that uh, I was, uh, I don't know how you say, but really more in comfort in front of a machine working at uh, his nominal charge. 
then uh, a lower charge than uh, like if you have a 15 kilo roster, roast five kilos in it. Our roster, it's I've always been afraid uh, about that. And uh, uh, taking uh, uh, the five kilo roster uh, was a good thing too because uh, then uh, today it's a little bit uh, undersized, like it's usual when you have a pro customer that orders coffee, at least it's 10 kilos. So instead of doing just one roast, I have to do two. But the uh, thing is that when I get uh, normal orders, uh, I always have fresh coffee. It's not uh, today, I roast every day and... Uh, today? Huh? Sorry, I lose two days of work. Yeah. You don't imagine what I have to do when I go back. <laughs> Look, so um, I use uh, I use this five kilo and um, like especially for uh, French people really like in the espresso for Brazilian uh, I roast it on the Monday on the <laughs> on the on the Thursday Wednesday almost every day in the week but at least it's always freshly uh, freshly roasted. Um, having said. Uh, all that, uh, I thought that there was still uh, uh, still something was missing. Um, with specialty coffee uh, developing in France, started started around uh, 2011 or something like that. I got in touch with uh, fantastic people who were make, making the missing link between the roasts and the cup, and these were the baristas. Uh, it was really when I first. Uh, met one, it was in uh, the French competition, barista competition, and I was playing with the machine by myself, and the guy was Pierre-Jacques Antiago, I think, I think some of you, uh, a lot of you uh, know him, and he went on and ah, oh, you're Stefan Cataldi, ah, oh, can I try to play with the machine? And I already had extracted an espresso, he just you know, changed two parameters, he made some kind of magic movement, and it wasn't the same coffee, so I'll, uh, yeah, I understand there was something. <laughs> so yeah, you guys are great. And, um, and I really, um, yeah, on my side, in being in Brittany, in this little town, I could have done like you did, making these fantastic videos uh, on this thing, but I didn't feel uh, to, to do it. And I still, it's not the same thing that when it's done in front of you and you have someone who serves it to know perfectly what you do. So uh, around the same time, I uh, happened to know uh, Chun Lang Tran, who is uh, one of the best, for me, the best French uh, barista. Uh, Sébastien Racineux, another um, very good, fantastic barista and a very good trainer, owner of Spessology.fr and a very, very skilled uh, engineer and uh, very skilled too amateur barista, uh, David Laos, who can bring back uh, to life an old lady with a group head, whether it, uh, it has a lever or not. <laughs> so uh, to me, it was the perfect mix uh, to create a very skilled uh, roastery and coffee shop in French. Um, so uh, Hexagon Cafe uh, was born, which is a project we now have, a living project, we now have uh, in Paris and uh, still evolving. Um, uh, this leads to new possibilities and new challenges and I hope that uh, using this uh, new uh, baby, uh, stainless steel uh, baby, the French uh, Loring, should we call it Laurent? Yes. 
will help her face. I really hope you take a little bit of your. Oh, sorry, I really hope you have uh, you take a little bit of your time in Paris to make a coffee tour because we have really really good uh, coffee now in Paris, and um, and um, if that's the case, uh, don't forget to check in uh, at Exagon Coffee. Thanks for your attention. Look at that handsome chap. Take a uh, seat. Old school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now that, that that's uh, early internet. Yeah. Yes. Um, I know this video is going to be one that's watched by lots of people um, because lots of people have got dreams of opening a roastery yeah. and some of the things you talked about. Just I kind of go, like, yeah, I did that. Yeah, I did yeah, that. Yeah, I did that. And you know, so you started with a one kilo. I started with a two kilo. So we were kind of, and it was in my garage too. So um, yeah, no, I, I kind of a lot of the story is very similar, and it is about that gentle growth. Um, I'm going to get these guys to ask you questions because I'm sure they have lots. But I'm going to ask one first of all. Is you said you were the first roaster to put roast on dates on bags in in France, and you were the first to buy cup of excellence. Um, what were the motivators? Like, I mean, because buying cup of excellence is super expensive. Putting roast on dates is very limited. What motivated you to do that in a market that didn't demand that? So um, about uh, label, uh, this is the market doesn't know. So you have to. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Eat the microphone. Yeah, okay. Eat the microphone. <laughs> or shout a lot like I do. <laughs> uh, the market doesn't know what he wants. I really think that the market doesn't know what he wants because it just don't know that this exists. So uh, if you do, don't do it. If you think you have to do it, you just do it. That's as simple as that. And I think it was really important because when people get the bag and they see the, the, the roasting date, say, how come there's a roasting date? Oh, okay. So they will ask, maybe they will start to search. I don't know what will they, the date will do, but that's kind of click in their heads. And ah, maybe that's important then. And it's the innovations that pushes the, the market, yeah. isn't it? It's That's, the innovations that yeah, make people yeah, want to yeah. do more and pushes competitors to start having yeah, to do that yeah, too. Yeah. And about Cup of Excellence, is, uh, it's not that... Uh, because I never really uh, kept Cup of Excellences. I just understood that by the way they were working, for sure they were selecting some of the best coffee that were available. And uh, I really liked the, what it was creating uh, in terms of... Uh, in, in the producing countries. Where when I was discussing with the apporter, they were saying, yeah, you see this guy, at some point he sells like twice, or three times, four times the price of the other round around. So the other thing, but what is he doing to, to, to sell this much? Uh, and if the guy is killed, and that's why his coffee is better, then he will start to discuss with the other. The other will see all these uh, roasting guy uh, importers coming and buying uh, at a higher price, even his lower grade, a little bit uh, uh, more specialty, but uh, not uh, the lot that goes to Cup of Excellence at a higher price. And this was really creating, um, what do you call that, the circle of, uh, a good circle, huh? a good, um, Anybody want to help? <laughs> uh, 
un cercle vertueux, vertu, vertueux, vertueux circle, yeah. vertueux circle. And uh, that's what I, what I liked uh, about uh, um, uh, Cup of Sense. And it wasn't that much uh, when you you when you didn't buy the first three ones. It wasn't that much expensive. And one box of 30 kilo was possible to buy, so it was not that much uh, of, a, of a, an investment. An investment. Yes. So it was a, now. Now it's changed. Yeah. I remember what you. Uh, well, don't, get, don't, don't, don't get me into trouble with that one. We'll brush over that one. I've had, we won't talk about no, that. No, no, definitely not. Uh, we should I get. <laughs> I don't think I will. Uh, we should get some questions from the audience so I can see a hand going up. That's good. I want more hands as well. So. Bonjour. I've got a couple of questions. The first one would be, uh, when you start roasting, I guess you don't have a big production, like you said. Yeah. So what's your choice? Do you roast everything you have to roast one day a week or no. one day or two weeks? Or do you roast every day? But then I guess it affects the roasting because your roaster doesn't heat as much if you use it in one day or if you use oh, it yeah, for two start, hours. No, mate, at the start, I did even... When you go from a hot top or any home roaster to a real roaster, I mean, <laughs> it's another world. So I think that my first roasts, even because I, I run some tests, but I'm sure that my first roast, the first year, there weren't that good. And as I told you, um, uh, there was not so much knowledge in terms of uh, roasting uh, profiles and things like that. So. Um, I'm sure that I wasn't making everything perfect, but the beans were good, so the result was still better. That well, and I didn't. What I didn't want to do was over roast, go to the really dark side. So I think the cafe was still a little bit better than was available. So you roasted and, a bit every but, day. But uh, I wanted to roast every day. That was not a, a problem because I understood quite uh, fast that. Uh, the, the roaster needs a lot of time to, to eat up and be perfectly, uh, but I just waited. <coughs> I run some circles, just like an automatic roaster will do, but I was doing it uh, by myself. So yeah, I spent a lot of a lot of money, not so much money, but a little bit more money on gas consumption, but uh, that was anecdotic. And the thing that uh, by uh, roasting every day, you learn a lot more. You always have, uh, and I was able at the start, I was selling so few that I was able to say, you order and it's roasted on order. And that was uh, a nice thing to explain to people. Then, of course, when you grow, it's not possible anymore to do, but at that time, in the beginning, it was possible to do so. That's why I wanted to roast every day. And a second quick question. Um, so I roasted for a few months, and when I got into it, I found the knowledge to be really hard to find. And <laughs> then I realized, because from a barista point of view, the roasting part is kind of in a smoking cloud, and it's like, oh wow, the mm. mystery of roasting. <laughs> and so I found that the actual best ways to learn how to roast was cupping. Mm. And is there any, like you need to learn how to cup defects and how to like the difference between your batches? Would you recommend any other way than cupping to improve your roasting style? No. No, right. you, 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 you have to cup. That's the only way. That's yeah. why it's important to have a sample roaster too. Because uh, in, in where you can play with a lot. On this one, you can play on the flow, uh, airflow, and you can play on the gas uh, power. 
So you can do a lot of things, and it doesn't take long. You can roast in two minutes, and you can roast in twenty minutes, and you can do a lot of things. And so the, you, and when you cup, you understand where the coffee is tall, when you have more brightness, where, because you go uh, step by step. It's not like uh, you have uh, one thing that is important that you only change one parameter at a time, because you get lost if you don't, if you don't do that. So. But that's the only. I think that's the only way uh, to go. And then, yeah. For a lot of time, there was no knowledge. Uh, oh, there was some knowledge, but nobody talked about it. It's for me. It's really started to be something when uh, Scott Howe uh, wrote this uh, his book about uh, roasting. Yeah, at least for me, there was uh, a lot of things in there that, uh, that were really interesting. I think I think and the Scott Rob Robus. Yes, uh, yes, Robus. Yeah, yeah, very nice uh, little book. Uh, I was it was a shame I couldn't go. Uh, at the Nordic Roasters Forum, Rob spoke, and and he has a, a book about roasting as well. And I think if you look at espresso, you know, as baristas, we look back at uh, Shoma's Bible book as the first rules that we had in espresso of a you know a, an espresso within a set amount of time and a set amount of weight and all of those things and I think that's what Scott Ray's book is now we look at Shoma's book now and kind of go I don't believe half of that stuff that's not true but uh, it was the start it was a foundation yeah, to build yeah, on yeah. and I think that that's yeah. good the, the only thing I was able to read about the roasting and coffee chemistry in general was a book from uh, Ely I think it was, but, but it's crazy. I mean, if you are not a chemist, <laughs> yeah. I had some background because I, I made some uh, biology uh, study. So for me, chemical stuff, just like in the book of uh, Maxwell, it's quite okay. But, uh, but yeah, it's a nightmare to read. And one thing is to read it and then to apply it on a roster, understanding what you do. It's really important. You need to think what you do. Just not, don't need to apply some rules. You, you need to apply them if they if they mean something to you. We, we haven't got time for a... Oh, Sorry. Did this again. Uh, we haven't got time for a question, but I could see your hand was virtually coming out of the socket, so... Uh. Uh, Stefan, that was uh, really, for, for those of us who are wannabe roasters, uh, quite inspirational, so, so thank you. And uh, really quickly, I guess, being based in uh, Brittany, uh, quite a remote location, um, how did you reach out to your first customers? Were they local? Were they in Paris? <laughs> uh, did people get it? I really, did, <coughs> I really didn't think the the local would be interested because it's farms around me. I have more cows and sheep than people. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, in the end, I had some that uh, that came uh, because you find everywhere. You you think that's remote, uh, but you always find people who are interested in coffee everywhere. Especially, I don't know if it's all around the world, but in France, it's for sure. And then, yeah, I had to uh, run a few ad click campaign, things like that, because when you build uh, your web shop, you don't find it in Google. It needs time to get referenced. So, I, and I, I didn't think about that, by the way. <laughs> and I started, okay, it's running, and uh, okay. And now how will people know that I exist? So, okay, I have some, you have some firm, I'm sure, in your country that talk about coffee. You can get introduced into that. And if you are a nice guy with them, sure they will help uh, uh, build your thing and if you are in uh, not in a remote uh, part then you need to, to make some uh, commercial things like you go and distribute some coffee free things I think that works very, very well I think j just to add to that I mean um, 
first of all, you should convert the cows into drinking coffee. You'll get more customers. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I'm exactly the same in, in my set of well, I'm in the middle of nowhere. Nobody knows where Stafford is, uh, nor should they. And uh, <laughs> sorry, Stafford. Um, but like, yeah, yeah, I think it, if you try hard enough, people will end up finding you. The location is not necessarily so important today as we have other ways of selling coffee. That was a fantastic presentation, Stefan. Thank you so much. Please, big round of applause for Stefan Cataldi.